0: Okay. We are live. Episode 119. Uh, We've got a good one. Laurel Orley, Daily Crunch Snacks. Just had some. Uh, Sarah Nathan, Bloom CPG. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me.
1: Yes. Excited to be here.
0: It's going to be a good one. Uh, Laurel, uh, give us the story. uh, Daily Crunch Snacks. When did it start? Uh, What is it all about?
1: Yes. Let me share my, my crunchy journey. So I have two co-founders. One of them is my aunt Diane and she learned this process in India over 15 years ago. And whenever we go to family functions, she'd give me a bag of these nuts, and we'd inhale them. I come from a CBG background on the Unilever business and I called Diane three years ago uh, this month. I said, Diane, I love your products. Let's bring this to the mainstream market. And she said, let's do this. And we launched it in 2020. Very
0: cool. Very cool. Okay. Shout out to Aunt Diane, right? Aunt Diane? Mm -hmm. Shout out Aunt Diane. I always love good aunt. I got a good good aunt. Anyway. (laughs) is I mean is she Indian? Um, is this something that she had been making in her kitchen through some s- sort of source that she had? What 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 is that story?
1: Great question. So Diane actually is from Michigan, and she is a um she's just a culinary um chef by trade, and she in India. People there soak almonds, nuts, walnuts, but she took it a step further and started to work on the dehydration process afterwards. So then when you soak, let's say almonds and water, when you put in a dehydrator at low temperatures, all the excess moisture is removed, but this hollow crunch that becomes available during the soaking process remains intact, giving it that amazing crunch that we have.
0: Very cool. Um, I have some. I was lucky enough to get a bag. Okay. Sometimes you get a perk. I don't know. Uh, uh, Laurel probably knows too that, that I eat a certain way, maybe. So, that this of course makes sense. I eat balanced nutrition. So, um, I eat nuts. Um, I have other almonds over here and, and mixed things. Um, for, for context, so somebody understands it, it'd be like just imagine it's a bunch of almonds that have a coating to them, uh, a savory one, at least the ones I've had. and. Um, it it remains hard so um, there's uh, a unique texture to it one that I'm I enjoy Um, and so just for context there so so people understand what were the first steps from taking it from that I know you have a background in CBG so did you understand just to go out and get some packaging find a manufacturer or you were doing this commercially in a kitchen give us context there
1: Yeah, I mean, my motto with startup life is two steps forward, one step back. So, Diane had this product. We vetted a bunch of amazing packaging design creative firms. We ended up working with this woman owned uh, firm in Maine called Pulp and Wire, and they designed our packaging. We're actually doing a packaging reboot next month, and they are still our partners. So, they've been with us since day one. We spent nine months in pre launch. And most of that was working on our packaging to make sure we really conveyed our point of differentiation correct, correctly. It's not just functional benefits that that differentiate us, but it's also this crunch difference. Um, I don't know if I answered all the questions it I can respond, on, so please stop me.
0: Talk, talk about commercialization. Is this in a commercial kitchen right now, or did you go straight into a co-packer and say, this is what we want?
1: So Diane had a kitchen where she was doing this for years. We went right into a co-packer and there's a lot to learn with that with scaling. It's not apples to apples. You can't assume like, oh, in Diane's kitchen, when she does 20 pounds of this, if we just scale it up to 2000 pounds, it's just going to be the exact same ingredients and process. So that was a huge learning curve for us. But we're with a co-packer. We're actually going to be expanding co-packers. Um, to the west coast as well but we have an amazing co-packer in Connecticut
0: okay Um, for those that are looking to do something like this every product is very different Uh, whether you can even do it in a commercial kitchen every product is different whether or not you can find a co-packer every product is very different whether or not you can find a good co-packer every product is very different. Um, there's a lot to that, but I, and this could go in a whole other other sort of episode here, but I want to then move us along. Were you working during that time all through this sort of what I consider R&D phase? Give us some sort of perspective for those um, that would be working through those conversations that they'd be having with themselves.
1: So my strategy, unique. I do recommend don't quit your day job until you get a certain amount of traction where you could really, um, afford financially to, to, uh, do that. I, I, I started this in my late thirties. So I already had a corporate career. I spent the most of my life in corporate. So after I had my three children and my husband made me move to Nashville from Brooklyn I was still working for my job in New York for three years and it just, it it was, it was not going to work anymore. Living in Nashville, I didn't want to fly to New York anymore. So I actually took a little bit of time off, not too much. (laughs) I get antsy very quickly. Um, But it really forced me to think out of the box and say, okay, I know what I don't want, but what do I want? And I just kept on going back to Diane's sprouted nut snacks. However, in a typical world, I I do, if you know what you're launching and you know what you're doing, I do really recommend launching first, getting traction, getting your core brand ambassadors. Who are those people who love your product? Get to know them, know your tribe. And then you can think about quitting your day job. Uh,
0: There's a lot of great um, things to pull from that. Uh, I would almost go a step further. Even if you do think you know what you're doing, you probably don't. Um, I, I, I I mean, I'm five years into this. I still have no idea what I'm doing. 100%. Um, so, so um, with that, are we now at a phase? It's uh, 2020. Um, something happened. There's this big C word that's been you know going around. Um, you know. Anyway, and and so, do you launch immediately? Throw it on a website and get some feedback there, or do you go to a couple of regional players? Again, you did have some experience. I'm sure you knew a few people. Walk us through first distribution points.
1: So I didn't know anybody because I was on the media side, but we really had to pivot our strategy from expecting that we're going to get into all of these retailer reviews to then say, okay, we're not because they're not looking at any new brands right now for uh, expected reasons essential brands only. And we were not an essential brand. So we said, okay, we need to focus on our e-commerce strategy. We launched on Amazon. We really tried to build our website and we really try to work with strategic partners. Like we were in the pop sugar must have box, working with core influencers, but also trying to look ahead saying, all right, this is right now, but we still need to look three, six, nine months ahead We applied to the KEHI Elevate program, which we got into about nine months after we launched. And that was a new program that KEHI, which if you don't all know, is one of the largest natural distributors in the United States. They really helped handhold us to get into a lot of those natural channel stores, which has been a big focus for us during launch. We also launched into Meyer stores with them, through Kehi, but all of these stores that we didn't have the bandwidth to call up thousands of natural channel stores across the country. And Kehi, once we were on, it was incredible to see, oh my gosh, this store from Hawaii just pulled from us, this natural store from Boston. And it was just so exciting to see that momentum. So that was kind of the first catalyst outside of our e-commerce approach in 2020, and then 2021, we, we really started focusing on the natural channel stores.
0: Um, at this point, is it yourself? Is, is, the, is your aunt uh, involved? Um, and then as far as a team, what is the breakup of it now? I mean, we could almost fast forward to where we are now. Who Who plays what position as far as team?
1: So I met my other co-founder, Dan Stevenson, in Nashville through Entrepreneurs Organization. And Dan actually had his own CPG brand. You know, a lot of people have said this, I think one of the sharks and sharks tanks also recently said this, it's fine and dandy to be around all these people who have winning brands, but it's really amazing to be around someone who actually has a failed brand and know why they failed and to learn from that. And Dan had some major co-packer issues with his um, Mac and cheese brand that when we start, he started working for us As a freelancer, and I said, oh my gosh, he needs to be our third co-founder. He's amazing, and he has this intel that we don't, especially when it comes to launching a brand. So Dan and I run the day-to-day. He's the COO. I'm the CEO. Diana's our brand ambassador, but she does not do the day-to-day. We also hired um, some of our first um, employees here in Nashville, and we're really trying to expand that. Uh, as well as we move into 2022, especially when it comes to having
0: a sales team. Cool. Um, that's good to know. Yeah, I, that's another whole uh, other episode um, <laughs> on, um, on failed ventures, which never gets talked about, but people should know, you know, there, I think it's four out of five, don't make it in CPG within the first uh, 24 months. Um, it's just not as often talked about as all the other headline fun stuff that people like to talk about. Um, but there's a lot to be learned um, when that happens uh, in, any, in any venture um, that doesn't make it uh, so long that person and or team is taking things from it, right? What was learned? Why? Why did this happen? Um, and how can we be better on the next go around? Um, it's invaluable. So let's just close this up. What does next 12 months look like? We're going into 22. Where do you see us? Where do you, where do you see it? Uh, let's say by Q4 of 22, where do you want to be? And how does it look?
1: Sure. So we actually finished the SKU Dallas Accelerator Program, which ended two weeks ago. And our mentors really helped us build a roadmap for 2022. We just launched the Thrive Market with an exclusive 30 days of our Nashville hot which is our new flavor and for a lot of us for for us it's really it's growing into that continuing to grow into that natural channel continuing to grow with amazon and e-commerce and some of those subscription box programs like hungry root for us it's all about diversity and not just putting all of our eggs in one basket we also are really growing with an airport So we just launched into LA and LaGuardia and we are in a number of boutique hotels. So it's really trying to continue to grow, but grow with a portfolio. And my whole motto is slow and steady wins the race, but we really want to get to our series A and start raising for that once we get to the end of 2022. So that's our long-term goal.
0: Cool. Very nice. Um, I put uh, Daily Crunch info down there towards the end of this. We're going to roll this over to Sarah, Nathan, Bloom CPG. Tell us what it's all about.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, Mark. Um, I started Bloom CPG um, almost three months ago now. Uh, very excited to finally be an entrepreneur myself as I've helped entrepreneurs so often. It's what I love to do. Um, So I help um, mostly small, uh, women-owned, minority-owned businesses, um, a lot of times solo founders, um, very much like you, Laura, where they may not know, um, they really have an idea, something out of their kitchen, um, but not know the ins and outs of the CPG industry. So really helping them figure out what they don't know, um, brand positioning, go-to-market strategy, really honing in on that inch-wide, mile-deep theory um, as well. So if I can help um, you know any brand I've helped from all the way from pre-launch to you know someone who's been in business for 10 years now and really grown that small and steady business and is just ready to uh, you know, go go for the moon and uh, and get to that next level. Um, my background um, is in I was at the Chobani incubator helping small brands get to that next level um, with delicious, nutritious, natural, and affordable or accessible snacks. so, Those are always my favorite to work with. Um, And I was a buyer at National Club Grocers, Um, you know, really trying to champion, champion those brands as well.
0: Cool. Sarah's info, Laurel's info, have a wonderful rest of the week.